With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Great news, Oscar fans. Uh, we now have a real horse race for best picture. Uh, the Irishman just pulled even with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in Gold Derby's expert predictions uh, after the Irishman had its world premiere at the New York Film Festival on September 27th. Uh, I'm Daniel Montgomery, and I'm joined by Susan Wazina, who has been tracking the Oscar odds. Uh, so, Susan, tell us about this big change uh, and, and just how close the race now is. Well, the experts are usually critics or someone who writes about movies, and many of them actually caught uh, a screening in L.A. or at the New York Film Festival last week, and therefore um, they have inside knowledge of what is in store for everyone with the Irishmen. And what happened was uh, over the weekend, uh, basically Once Upon a Time, which was slightly ahead of... uh, the Irishman, um, the Irishman caught up with it. So right now, out of 27 experts, um, 26 are predicting a nomination for both of them, but um, 11 are either picking um, the Irishman to win or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win, and they, their odds are neck and neck. It's 15 to 2 to 15 to 2. So, yeah, it's a little exciting now because uh, those two movies have been on top ever since we put the prediction site up uh, on early August. So something is happening a bit. And, uh, you know, as the reviews have been coming in, um, uh, you know, The Irishman, uh, as we're recording this, has a score of 92 on Metacritic. All reviews are positive on Rotten Tomatoes. There are 59 reviews uh, uh, as of uh, this recording and 100% positive. Um, you know, do, do you think, uh, Susan, that that's going to, uh, you know, have a, a like, a, that's going to translate to what the Oscar voters will think? Because, uh, you know, the critics and Oscar voters aren't always on the same wavelength. Well, considering it's Quentin Tarantino who hasn't won Best Director or Best Picture, and um, Martin Scorsese, who won for The Departed, and um, basically, you know, won for something that was actually a remake of a foreign film and not his own, I think a lot of us think he should have won for Raging, um, bull or uh, or 
Goodfellas over the years. So I think they both have some catch up to do with recognition. And so it's, it is a horse race, which we like because we're gold derby. So that <laughs> makes sense. But um, until then, I mean, the, the race hasn't really shifted as much. So that's why people are excited about this change of pace. Yeah, and it's interesting, uh, you know, the irony is that, um, you know, while Quentin Tarantino is overdue for the Best Director Oscar, he actually has more Oscars already than Martin Scorsese does because he's won twice for writing. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, does one win both picture and director? We've seen a lot of splits between those two categories, but these are very director-driven films, so they seem like the kinds of films that would win both awards, kind of like The Shape of Water um, two years ago. Um, so, uh, you know, well, I, I disagree to, I agree to disagree because <laughs> I, I think it could be Tarantino gets the director and, um, Marty gets the picture. That might happen. I do also think, um, you know, I, I, it is a little early to, to put all, to go all in on either or, but, um, you know, Scorsese, it took them so long to give him an Oscar that, uh, you know, I feel like the, the Academy will not bat an eye at potentially giving him a second one, um, you know, especially yeah. if the reception is this good. And if it continues to be this good as it uh, opens, it opens in limited release November 1st, and then a few uh, weeks later, uh, it streams on Netflix. Um, so, uh, you know, but let's find out what our fearless leader, uh, Gold Derby Editor-in-Chief Tom O'Neill has to say about whether the Irishman is really out front. Um, is this early hoopla just kind of much ado about nothing and it's kind of just not going to go the distance or, or does we, do we have a real, real front runner here, Tom? What do you think? It's too early to say that, of course, but uh, we have a real race forming, yes. Up till now, if you look at our odds charts and our graphs at Gold Derby, you'll see that, that uh, initially, by the way, the Irishman was out front when we first started making predictions uh, the first week of August across the site. The experts didn't pipe in until slightly in a week or two after that. And then you'll see that the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood pretty much stayed out front. Occasionally, the Irishman would bump up and, and, and tie it and then drop down again. But what's happened with uh, this latest breakthrough is the surge for it now is we have a dead heat. And what I find fascinating about that is uh, in the past, sometimes when we've had this kind of division early on in, in the best picture race, for example, Birdman versus Boyhood, it stayed that way and then for, for most of the race. And so we have to ask ourselves, is it going to stay that way here? But here's, here's what else we're learning. And that is what movies do they love? Do, do the film industry insiders actually feel an emotional investment. And that's what happened to us last year, of course, when Green, Green Day won. And um, uh, Green Book, I'm sorry, Green Book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to take Green, your uh, yeah, Oscar Green, back away from yeah. you. Green Day, you're thinking more about the Grammys. <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, I mean, just the movies that people love this year are um, things like Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Jojo Rabbit and Parasite has this strong rooting factor. Um, and we're, we're seeing, we're seeing some real definitions take place here. 
Yeah, and it's uh, it, it it sort of does remind me, uh, you know, this is Scorsese in epic mode. Um, yeah. uh, we saw him doing that with Gangs of New York, got a lot of nominations, but didn't win. Uh, and then The Aviator, he probably came even closer to to Best Picture, uh, but uh, you know, Million Dollar Baby ended up beating him at the end, and it was a similar kind of, you know, one of these has passion and 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 uh, the other one is this great technical achievement so it'll be interesting if something like a jojo rabbit ends up being the the one that that tugs voters hearts uh or if you know the the hollywood factor of once upon a time uh in hollywood is what really gets uh voters passionate um and i also wonder what the netflix factor is going to be because roma came pretty close to winning best picture uh although we we, we didn't see you know what the vote totals are from the Academy, of course, but it won Best Director, it won Foreign Film, um, Green Book beat it for Best Picture, but you know we might have, yeah, it might have come pretty close to that top award. I wonder if Netflix, the Netflix factor hurt it, like maybe backlash over, you know, if this is a streaming film and not a, a an actual motion picture, uh, whether that uh, hurts, uh, 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 whether that hurts the Irishman. Uh, what do you think? Or maybe whether it helps it, because think about this. Those of us in Hollywood here who think, oh, God, I've got to give up three hours and 25 minutes for a screening of The Irishman. You think, oh, my God, what an investment of my time. You might wait to see it on Netflix and then and then not begrudge the fact that it's so long and just really luxuriate in watching it on your big screen. I don't buy this whole baloney of oh, you have to see it on the big screen versus your own screen. And, and the reason, one of the chief reasons Roma lost last year was because it was seen on the small screen. I know that's the prevailing wisdom, and it may very well be true, but I don't believe it. I think that, um, I don't think there is, there is a real serious disadvantage that the streaming services have now, other than the fact that Netflix has just had a bad run of it. They've had, they still haven't won a series award at the Emmys. They've won Best TV Movie, but they still haven't won limited drama or comedy series. And they certainly have top-notch professionals that are running the campaigns. But I think they're, um, we're focusing on the wrong thing here. I think that um, there is no Netflix factor. I think people are rooting for the whole streaming service to succeed. It's the future. And just as we've seen Hulu and Amazon do so well at the Emmys in the top categories with breakout shows, I don't... I don't think Netflix is going to face a backlash either. Also, you know, Roma won cinematography. So if people were watching a small screen, it didn't destroy the. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's a great point, Susan. Thank you. Yeah. Hammond told me the other day, and I think he may be right here. This is um, uh, our new test is Oscarologist. He said he believes that Bohemian Rhapsody came in second last year for the Oscars based on his conversation with, with voters on the ground here in Hollywood, and that uh, Roma came in third, and the reason might be, to a large degree, the fact that it was also nominated for foreign film. That clearly hurt. Yeah. Uh, and I, and that, didn't, that wasn't a factor uh, at BAFTA where Roma won Best Picture, and they have a different ranking system. They don't have a ranking system. They have a plurality vote. All of those tea leaves we were. Yeah. I think, um, you know, after uh, this year's Oscars and, and Steven Spielberg kind of came out campaigning against Netflix movies competing at the Oscars. And so uh, I, I, I've looked at that and think, is there a kind of 
you know, are these purists in the academy going to be uh, upset at Netflix for any reason? Uh, and then I also start to wonder, especially looking at a year like this, it's like, well, who is Netflix actually hiring? They're hiring Martin Scorsese. They're hiring uh, Alfonso Cuaron. They're hiring, uh, you know, and all, all of these incredible uh, movie artists. And even in, in series, you've got people like David Fincher, uh, you know, doing House of Cards and Mindhunter. So, uh, you know, not just the fact that Netflix has you know, that kind of snob appeal already, but also the fact that basically if you're in the Academy, um, there's a decent chance that Netflix has written at least one of your paychecks in the last few years. Um, so uh, it certainly is an outlet for people to, uh, to, to make film and TV and, you know, content that sort of crosses those boundaries between film and TV. Uh, so I think there might be a silent majority out there who really think Netflix is the wave of the future and willing to uh, embrace it. Here is well, the best picture lineup for the top 10. Susan, I'm going to come to you in one okay. second. This is the new, the new uh, breakdown as of yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday morning, October 2nd. Uh, once Upon a Time in the Irishman, Tied, Marriage Story, second, Jojo Rabbit, third, Parasite, four, what is that, one, two, three, four, five, uh, <laughs> Ford Harvey, six, Little Women, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, The Farewell, and 1917. The one change, other than the best picture tie that has happened in the past week, in the previous week, was the fact that Parasite and Ford versus Ferrari flipped positions so that it's... Um, Parasite moved up to five and uh, Ferrari dropped to six. Susan, you've observed changes in other categories since the last week. Yeah. In, for example. Right. Well, Al Pacino was sight unseen. Uh, the Irishman was in third um, for supporting actor. And right now, I think um, uh, Joe Pesci, this is among the experts, uh, he is in six. And, uh, but the one actor from the cast that did go up is um, Robert De Niro, who was in fourth place. He went third. And then Jonathan Price from The Two Popes took fifth. And then uh, sixth was Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. So what is your prediction right now, Susan, for Best Picture winner? And Daniel, you, you answer that question next. And, and both of you will wrap up here where you give us your rationale as to why that's your number one. I think it's the Irishman. And you know, you're talking about Netflix. I mean, do you think they would let even Martin Scorsese make a three-and-a-half-hour movie and just let it play in theaters? No, <laughs> I don't. So I think it probably brought out – I haven't seen it yet. I'm dying to, but uh, I think um, basically this is a culmination that he's gathered the gang back again, the, the actors he's been known to work with, and also the topic and a different sort of, you know, kind of lion and winter sort of uh, gangster tale looking back in time of his life and his regrets. It just seems like this is something they're going to maybe want to give the best picture to just to celebrate him. And, you know, in Quentin Tarantino, similarly, I mean, he has an actor whose age 
a bit and isn't in his prime anymore in the middle of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, so there's some, you know, you could make the same argument about Quentin Tarantino too, to kind of, this would be like a career win in a way, um, thanking him for doing what he has done to Hollywood. So, um, you know, either one, but I think my, my sentiment goes towards the Irishman more. Yeah. I've uh, I've got the Irishman on top at the moment. Um it'll be interesting to see uh what they make of uh you know Scorsese winning again um because he won the Oscar for The Departed for best director and that also won best picture but that kind of felt like a makeup award at the time and so there might be an eagerness to you know one I don't think voters would that night giving uh uh Scorsese Oscar number 2 and also um, you know, the fact that he's going back to working with Robert De Niro on this film and bringing us a Robert De Niro performance that is a caliber that we haven't seen from De Niro necessarily uh, for a while. And, of course, they made Raging Bull together, which was one of the films that uh, Scorsese was, uh, a lot of people think he was robbed for. So I, I think there's, you know, and the fact that he made a three-and-a-half-hour movie that you can enjoy on Netflix, you don't have to, you know, you know, go searching out, uh, you know, an art house theater if you're not in a major metropolitan area. So I really think that things are moving in the Irishman's direction. It's just a matter of whether it also, it doesn't just engage the minds of voters, whether it engages their hearts, because they really need that kind of emotional investment with the film uh, for it to win. Uh, so uh, where, where, where do you stand now on, on uh, uh, yeah, Tom? What was your number one for best picture? It's pretty much the same logic that you're following here, Daniel. I haven't seen it. I was supposed to see it Friday, and I had a, a stupid doctor's appointment. So, <laughs> I, And so uh, we're waiting for the next uh, uh, batch of screenings this week. So um, that's what I'm looking for. It's already got this the, – the Irishman already has this sense of event, a sense of being special, a, a sense of being bigger than all the other movies. And there's it's, it's, it's a statement, um, and it's a – a tribute, an homage to classic Hollywood filmmaking, and it's the comeback. It's all those wonderful things. But uh, unless it taps that emotion, then uh, it's not going to win. And what I was very, very intrigued by talking the other day with a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is he had said there are 15 minutes in this movie, which he has seen, uh, said there are 15 minutes in this movie that just grip you so strong emotionally he said it's, you could isolate it. I don't know what, what he's even talking about. But he said you could basically isolate it from the rest of the three hours and ten minutes. And he said that those 15 minutes will just win. They're apparently near the end. Will just win you over in a, in a great, wonderful uh, emotional sweep. And that's how you win an Oscar. Uh, let's wrap up here, Daniel. Uh, tell everybody how they can uh, join this conversation with their questions. Um, yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, thank you, uh, Tom, and thank you, Susan, for joining me, and thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, we will be taking your questions um, uh, for future uh, podcasts. Uh, you can uh, send them to us on Twitter, at uh, Gold Derby. Uh, you can send them to, you know, uh, to email uh, to me at daniel at goldderby.com, um, and we will be monitoring those different uh, streams, and we'll ask We'll answer your questions, your hot questions about this year's race, uh, you know, uh, and anything else uh, you'd like to uh, know about where we stand on past races even and 
Um, and, and, you know, until then, you can make your predictions at goldderby.com where, uh, you know, because your predictions that uh, made by our users, thousands of users already making their Oscar predictions, those are what move the needle on the odds that we've been talking about right now from week to week. So uh, let us know what you think there and uh, anywhere you can get a hold of us. So uh, until next time, uh, thank you very much, and uh, uh, we'll see you then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.